Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. I hope you're well and hope you've had a lovely week. And this week's guest is Dewey Lovett. She's a comedian here in New York City. Um, she just moved back from LA, so I asked her if she do the podcast. I've known her for years. And she said she would come on and talk about sex drive. So she struggled with a low libido for a really long time, but has actively worked on trying to make it better. So in this episode, she talks about that, the tips and advice and how she communicated with a partner. So it's a great insight into that. If you've ever had it yourself as well, or if you've ever dated anybody who had it. So I'm really happy that Dewey came on and shared her experience. If you want to see the video for this, it's on the Patreon. So Patreon forward slash the shift podcast um, is pay what you want. So you just sign up and pay whatever you want. There's also solo episodes there as well. Next week's episode will be up on Thursday because I'm recording that on Thursday. If you have any topics or guests or advice or any suggestions at all, please DM me at Katie Boyle Comic. I read all of those. But other than that, thanks as usual. And please go follow Dewey and enjoy this episode. And I'll talk to you next week. I asked Dewey to be on the podcast. Oh, well, firstly, she's a long-term great friend. And secondly, comedian, hilarious. Thirdly, we were chatting about sex drive. So we're going to talk yeah. about this and then maybe try and cover another topic. But we'll see how far we get with this. But you were saying to me that you had researched how to make your sex drive better. Yeah, I've literally read books and listened to podcasts, um, obviously motivated by sad, terrible things like low libido. I mean, that's not the worst thing that could happen to you, but it got to the point where I was like, is this even, first of all, is this normal? The short answer is yes. And then the second question is like, is this how I want to live my life? And the short answer is no. So I've read at least a couple of books quarantine was a lot of reading about sex drive and really I think so much of what sex drive is from what I'm reading from like a heteronormative perspective is just like one allowing yourself to just just like know your sex drive and be like oh okay maybe it's low that's just what it is all right and then no judgment just end that with a period and that sentence my sex drive is low. Okay, move on with your life. And then from there, just like become aware of those little moments where you are turned on. Like notice that they do happen. Because for a second I was like, am I asexual? I'm like never horny unless somebody is actively doing work to make me horny. And I'm like, it's not fair how hard he has to work sometimes. It's so rough. Um, But... I thought, okay, I am horny sometimes. And so, like, I think step one is just, like, notice when you are even just a little bit horny. 
and then give yourself a high five so that your brain can notice that it's happening and then you just like build up have you found since you've been doing this research that your sex drive has gotten better yeah or i don't know if it's the drive itself i don't know if that's changeable but it's the actions that come with mindfulness i think it's Mm -hmm. kind of a mindfulness practice so i'll notice that I'm randomly horny and then I'll text my fiance and just be like, it happened. I was horny for no reason. And I want you to know. Cause then he feels like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> like she's a sexual being. Thank God. Um, so that has helped because then it has the sexual conversation going. And I guess I should tell people I'm engaged and I've been with the same guy for three years. So it's like, we do work on our, relationship and our sex stuff so it's an always open conversation uh that's so 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 important that you communicate with your partner sounds obvious goes without saying uh never hurts to be reminded it has to be a conversation otherwise you're just sitting there wishing you were horny yeah well i think about what you said which is a good point if you're when you reward yourself for being horny it's better than getting frustrated when you're not because then it'll just stop you exactly it's putting you in the mindset of you're just it's hard to get horny when you're mad at yourself you absolutely can't get horny when you're mad at yourself even Mm -hmm. if you're the horniest person alive if you feel self angry or ugly you you can't you just it's not gonna work and it's also just like positive reinforcement to be like I get horny. Oh, good job. Because <laughs> that means I was probably really relaxed and probably in a, in some kind of moment or or maybe I just appreciated something or maybe it's one of those things that just happened for no reason and I can enjoy that too. Sam's brushing his teeth is getting louder and louder by the second you hear it. <laughs> I do hear that. I was wondering. I got really distracted for a second because it sounded like a vibrator. Well, I thought at first I thought your Mac was like upset. And then. Oh, it's the Mac. Oh, I thought it, it was. It is the Mac. It is upset. You're right. I thought it was a toothbrush. Oh, oh, a little Mac. Settle okay. down, dude. Settle down. Yeah. Jesus. We, the Mac got horny. So what was the last thing you said? Um. I don't know. Was it? <laughs> the Mac was like, come on. I'm it was like, I'm getting into this too. It was like something about positive reinforcement. Like yeah. tr- teaching yourself to, I mean, the basics of meditation is just like notice your thoughts and let them go. So with noticing you're horny and then giving yourself a little high five about it or going all out and masturbating so you can teach your brain to enjoy, to, to, like being horny and then do something about it so now all of a sudden you're yielding a reward like oh i was a little bit horny and now i get to have an orgasm that's neat do you masturbate a lot a week no i don't i mean i used to a lot i don't even know the last time i've masturbated <gasps> but I, I think it's important i think it should be like a bit especially for women who struggle with orgasm or um, there's some guys listening to this being like, yeah, it's good. I jerk off seven times a day. No, um, whatever you want to do. But I think it's good to to masturbate and to kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, even if you're not horny, like just touching your touching yourself and making yourself. Yeah. Because it'll get you more like that comfortable with your body and what you like. Exactly. Keep your keep yourself acquainted with yeah. yourself. 
I only, I just recently, maybe it was because you invited me on this podcast. I was thinking, shoot, I forgot to masturbate for like the last, I don't know how long. I and It should I be think on your to-do list. It should be on my to-do list. And I think that part of it, I was like, why am I, why did I stop masturbating? Because I have all these memories of just living in Bushwick <laughs> and jerking off constantly. <laughs> and now I'm like, why don't I do that anymore? And I, I think it's because I just living with Luke. I'm like, when would I do that? But why should, it doesn't matter that, the shower. The shower is the answer yeah. for sure. Because it's your own quiet time. That's yeah. when I masturbate. Yeah. And even Lucas is like, you can just masturbate whenever you want. And I'm like, I get that. It's but then not, it's about us. But then it's, it's about, an us yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's that's a different masturbating casually while someone's watching yeah. TV. That's a different activity. <laughs> I just want. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't like I that. Just, I, I don't think that's gonna work for me so i just want my own yeah i want the shower i want my own little cozy corner plus you can go to town and like it's more it's really more about learning what is pleasurable then because sometimes it's sex you are like a bit like what are they doing are they enjoying it it's all just about you so you're just yeah yeah. i don't have to get self-conscious i can be completely selfish and then it works better and then i can take that self selfishness and apply it later and have better sex well it's funny because like if i masturbate in the shower like i don't really make noises until like, i'm about to come yeah it's I just think like because so then it's involuntary because you're just like ah. just like whoops <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came. but leland said to me like he could bring it ask me like is this good is this good and i was like it was one time where i was just um, quiet and i'm like yeah, but stop asking me because it's distracting me. But then he was like, but I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And I get that too. But that's the freeing thing about masturbating is I yeah. don't have to be like, oh, yeah, that's so good. Or remember to say that this is right. Or Yeah. And I know you have to do that because I know we need to communicate what we want. But Communication is important, of course. But sometimes I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too. And I, I want to not communicate without having consequence. So, yeah that's masturbating did they say anything when you were doing the research for the sex drive i should have really researched before we did this podcast but so it was uh, you were talking about the mental thing did they was there any things that were like physical things you can take or so not really um that i did do some research around that i'm gonna pull up my phone and there's supplements but it's sort of like fake like vitamin d if you want the d exactly (laughs) it's like yeah there's certain vitamins you can take but it's so stupid i took this mushroom supplement that Mm. i put in my coffee it was called moon juice it's moon juice brand i'm gonna see if i can find it but i took it and it it was fine but i don't think it made an actual physical difference I think it was like a placebo where I was like, oh, I'm taking my horny powder. So now I'm totally horny. Oh my God, I can't believe you actually, you actually bought some. This is great. I did because I, well, around sometime last year, I just, I got really desperate. I thought something was wrong with me. Like I thought something was incurably wrong with me. And I thought that I would make a pretty bad wife. I was like worried about my marriage before we even are married because I was so unsexual. And now that I've been working on it for like a year, 
my and Lucas team conclusion is that I'm just not feeling as confident as I used to be. And a lot of that has to do with just being in the pandemic, being inside. And I like I think used to, being on stage used to make me feel sexy and hot and either because I was doing great at comedy and also I would dress nice and then I just stayed home for a year and didn't get that validation so it's like I had to kind of start over a little bit yeah but definitely my sexual rock bottom was buying moon juice <laughs> I would say you're a great wife already for doing that right well to be honest, it was for me more than yeah. him. I mean, it was for him, but it was for me. I was like, I want to be a sexual wife. I want to be like a hot, sexy, <laughs> slutty little wife. But that just wasn't my nature. Hasn't been, I guess. So I tried that. I don't necessarily recommend that particular <laughs> supplement only because it was $40 Jesus. for like a month's supply. Yeah. Uh, and you can just take any placebo. So you just... I hear cold brew. Makes it real wet. Yeah. There you go. See, oh, can I get on the topic of wetness really quick? Yeah. One of the most important things I researched. Okay. In terms of not being able to get wet. It says that's one of has been one of my biggest issues just throughout my life. Like I, when I was like a little slut slut girl, dudes would be like trying to get in there and then they'd be like, what the fuck? You're not even wet. And I'd be like, oh, that's weird. I, I was having fun. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you. guess we're not into it. Um, and according to my research, that's just not even a thing. Like your brain and your body are just, like if they match you're lucky if they don't match it's no big deal call it non-concordance google it okay so basically what you're saying is that it's oh you can be horny and not get wet and that's what lube, yeah. lube is for that's exactly what lube is for that's exactly what the books say mm. i've also had some consultations with sex therapists and the first thing they say is, if you're talking to me, you need to buy lube. Like, uh, just so make your life easier. And I'm just looking for the name of the book I read. Because I recently have been struggling. Okay, and my issue is that I would get wet just if I saw a guy. I'll give you an example. I was in getting the vaccine and a guy took his shirt off and I got wet. Like, I'm just like wet all of the time. I'm I very mean, horny. Nice. But not recently. So oh. I've been really, and I'm obviously very attracted, but this is the first time I've stepped past the three months in a relationship. Um, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So we're like together four and a half months now. And I think maybe I've just gotten very comfortable. So I thought it was that. And then I was like, did my vagina dry up? Am I, is like a 30 year old? Well, I'm turning 31 next month. Am oh. I going to have a dry? But then Leland was like, you can just get lube. Like you're horny, right? You're enjoying it. And I was like, yeah, but yeah. to me, I associate my horniness with my soaking wet vag, my wop. Exactly. And I think that's what most dudes would say. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. Lucas was confused and you just have to convince your partner to listen to your words. Yeah. Because that is what matters. If you're not wet, but you're having fun, communicate it. If you are wet, but you're not having fun, communicate it. 
as best you can. That's true because you can get ones wet sometimes and be like, I don't even want to do this. Yeah, I mean, you can get wet you can when get, you're like, being like attacked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because you're like, ah. Yeah, it's just a bodily response, yeah. but it's so important to focus on the mental response, communication, and then something that we kind of worked on is if I tell you I'm having fun, you have to just believe me. Yeah. I like, and I had to promise to be very honest and clear and you can't just like politely nod along during sex and be like yeah this is fine that's not nice <laughs> that's not okay it's so interesting because that's exactly what me and Leland had recently because I felt bad that I didn't want to have well I had a UTI and I just oh yeah well I fucked it up because well firstly you know I always use condoms yeah. always and then sometimes I go to partner you know you let them stick it in for like a second mm-hmm. but my my vagina is like allergic to penises yes <laughs> and I got like a raging UTI and I got first I got a pill from the gyno and it kind of cleared up but then it came back then I got antibiotics but I took them wrong instead of two a day for seven days I took one a day for 14 oh, days oh no okay so my Whoops. doctor was like no you totally fucked up she was because I just thought I'll be fine and I was like do you think that's okay but I'm still like getting up in the middle of the night to wee and I just feel like I'm weeing all the time and she was like yeah. no yeah you and she tested my urine she was like you still so she was like you gotta take two a day so I did that and I just finished them yesterday oh good but I think my I felt bad one of the days and I just kind of was pretending to be into sex and he was like I know you're not and don't do this because I don't want to have sex if you just feel you have to I would rather not and I was like okay I really don't want to and he was like yeah that's fine um and then I told him that it kind of hurts now in my in my vagina because I think my vagina is just a bit traumatized yes that could be a real thing yeah so the other night when we were doing sex stuff and i wanted to have sex but we just did oral because it was like we can just wait until you're you're feeling cold and he's like super understanding and he doesn't make it about him which is great but and that's probably on the rare side i'm sure like another person might be like well you don't fancy me anymore and it's like my 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 vagina has just been through war (laughs) exactly your vagina literally just fought a war and it's still physically healing and then there's the mental hearing that healing that goes with that because you're like damn it i had a uti that's so annoying it's i also just went through a uti and then i didn't have sex for a while i was because i felt traumatized i was like i don't want this to happen again (gasps) and so i was like we just can't just like let's not mess around for a while just give her a minute because i was so i had a kidney infection as well and went to the hospital it was terrible um but once i got back into it i was like okay glad we can talk about whether or not we're even into this but you're go ahead no you go i was gonna say going back to um how you're gonna be 31 soon i don't think that's i don't think that's the issue it's just like sometimes bad for the listeners because i know there's gonna be someone who's gonna message me and be like i'm 70 and i fuck all the time i'm like i know but that doesn't mean i didn't get paranoid yeah exactly because we've been fed this our whole lives and like when you get to a certain age things do change but that's post-menopause you're fine for now (laughs) i was also worried i was like do i just like the novelty because i've never lasted in a relationship longer than three months in like eight years and i was like oh is this and then i got in my head and then i was getting frustrated and it was like a horrible it's like um it's like digging a hole in your mental health like you just yeah. don't drop the shovel and then you're yeah I just um and in, in fairness I'm very lucky because Leland's the type of person who's like he's like just relax and like if you don't if we don't get there we don't get there like he's good with kind of right yeah it doesn't have to be 
an expectation every time, which I didn't know for a long time. I like, I would start making out with Lucas and know that I didn't want to have sex. And then I'd be like, oh no, at some point I'm going to have to explain myself. And he was just like, why would you think that we would have sex every single time we make out? It's just not realistic. It's just, sometimes we can just make out and then say goodnight. (laughs) I would feel that way too though because everybody else I've dated I've always had like a lot of sex with them and there was one guy that DJ we would have sex like three or four times a night but I was talking to Tori about it and she was like I think she was like my perception of that is you didn't have a lot to talk about with that DJ it was just sexual attraction where she was like with your boyfriend now you enjoy his company and you like watching movies with him and you like spending time with him. You can actually spend time with him and it's deeper and it's different and you can get so much more out of the relationship than sex and sex can be like an amazing part of it but there's just so many more parts it's like a little garden and you have to water all the parts and the sex part is only one of the flowers (laughs) and when you so when you had okay so you have a low sex drive but how did you i like you were saying you were worried you were asexual but like yeah. obviously you kiss your partner, you're attracted to him. So what made yeah. you think at that point that you were asexual? Well, I think I just had the definition of that word wrong <laughs> because I was, it's like at the time for whatever reason, I was too scared to have sex and I just felt intimidated by the whole process, but I still wanted to kiss him and touch him all the time and But I knew that I, it's like I was scared to have sex. So I thought that was me being asexual. But really it was just like, I think some previous trauma just like popped up out of nowhere. And I had to just go through a phase of pushing that out and working on whatever it was. So it was more like fear of sex than complete lack of drive. And do you talk about on stage what your fear was? Have you talked about that on podcast before? Like the reason? No, I don't think so. Oh. Like on stage or anything? Yeah. You like the traumas? You haven't talked about the reason why you don't like to have sex? Oh, not much. No. Which I think most women at some part in their life have experienced what you experienced. Yeah. Which is... We can just come out right out and say tons of sexual assault. Yes. Um, not not that most have ex- experienced tons. You've had two, like, but I think most women will have had a very, even if it's a slightly bad experience or like on the, yours yeah. is on a big, on a big scale. Yeah, but even. That's going to make you be, have a horrible relationship with sex. Exactly. It does feel like that's where a lot of the fear comes from. And then it pisses me off. makes me feel like I got ripped off, mm-hmm. you know, but also It's interesting to say, like, I've had big, scary experiences. I think something that is kind of an overlooked bummer is that you can have a teeny tiny scary experience and it can really mess you up. So it's not uh, anything to be dismissed. Uh, You got to work through all of it and your big scaries. If you're having a good old time anyway, that's awesome. But just make sure you acknowledge and work through it. You know, you have to. You have to take it head on, which I've gotten so far with all that stuff. Yeah, you're amazing. I feel like you're coming at this with past trauma, which will make anybody who's experienced that 
you know um have uncomfortable like be uncomfortable with sex because it was something that was used to hurt you yeah exactly and I it took a long a long time like I thought I would just never ever be okay and I even made peace with it and I was like well I'll just never be okay but then slowly I just started coming out of my shell I guess and having a trusting sweetheart long-term partner is really helpful it's sort of the last step I think in the healing process because you have to do so much for yourself by yourself and then bring it to the other person and be like well here's all my trauma and we can work on it together now (laughs) which is fine yeah I think I liked what you said as well because and that's what I was trying to say for any of the listeners too that especially with sex and it's good for the men to hear this as well because even something as small as you know what you think is small especially to women I remember there was this chef at my job in Ireland and he would slap the women's arses but like I it used to make me feel so like like I had no power because he was like a boss I couldn't do anything and he also like he's not anybody I would ever want to date I didn't like him I didn't like his personality so it felt like I was being taken advantage of and I actually hate being slapped in sex and I wonder if there's something a little to do with that like it can be really yeah it adds up and it sticks with you and mm-hmm. also men listeners just know that when you slap a woman's arse <laughs> you're ruining it for the <laughs> next guy you do all this damage to us and then you wonder why we're all shy yeah like like no. of course if she asks for it in the bedroom great or if you're like right. hey is this okay or or whatever you're like i'm feeling the moment and she's like yeah or, but then she's like yeah. no but like if you were like a like a boss it's like no it's disgusting it's the exact same for the men listeners if you're a man and the head chef is a man and he and he's someone you're never attracted to you would never want to date and he just keeps like grabbing your arse or slapping your arse and you have to work there because you need the money but you can't complain and that's a i think that's a great way to explain it to to guys because it's it's just the same if you were in that situation exactly imagine that guy (laughs) exactly imagine it being done to you yeah yeah it sucks or like oh, with, con- with condoms, I remember there was this. All- so I had a guy take off the condom. Oh no! Not tell me and have sex with me. So That's- I was very insistent. And now I have like HIV, and it costs a lot of money. And it might not have been from him. It could have been from a partner afterwards who we stopped using condoms. And um, I only found out like two years ago that I have that I have it, and it could be cleared up by now. But I have to get tested all but the time. But now you have to do all this stuff. Exactly. He and- gave you a chore yeah yeah and the fact that i was then when i when he joked about it the next day i was like okay i have to go get std tested now which is like a pain in the hole and it's like for him okay he was like what's the big deal i wanted it to feel better and it's like i'm telling you to use a condom for reasons so i might not have been tested you know he's also putting himself at risk it'd be like having sex with a woman who says i'm on the pill and then she's like bitch i'm pregnant (laughs) exactly i hate that i also hate i wanted it to feel better like, how much better does it feel? Like, so much better that my life can be ruined now? Yeah. I you're getting don't... sex. That feels better than no sex. Exactly. Like, like a tin condom. How, yes. How is it worth, it It can't be that good. Because mm. most of the time it's not that good for me if you're insisting like that. So how is it worth ruining my life? Exactly. So, yeah. So That's I think, so cruel. Yeah. For men, that's it slight insight into why especially uh, some women are like a little traumatic with sex because it's like even something down to like getting a uti it's like 
putting your hand in the stove getting burnt and then yeah. going oh i should go put it in again no you learn never to touch that stove again so exactly if you if you're like constantly getting utis or you get an std or you've been assaulted and a lot of people have been a yeah. majority of the public yeah. or you have a guy lie about a condom it's hard to trust people and it's hard to trust the and, yeah. and for most women and like in your case um it's happened with multiple different men so right and you can't get into it when you're on guard and is a lot of times you're with a partner that logically you know you can trust but you're still on guard on just like an animal level you've just been taught also utis are such a (laughs) big deal as far as being scared to have sex it's like it's like we could have the most trusting most beautiful sex ever nothing goes wrong we're madly in love uh it's the best sex either of us have ever had and then i get up and wind up in the hospital it's terrible it's so common and then it's expensive yeah for all the women um they know that we always have to we after we pee i don't think the men know that but i always we have to repeat sorry we after sex i still we after sex and sometimes i still get it and then so what happens for the men is when you get a uti so there's your vagina is a certain ph level you stick your penis in there if we don't match up and it's a different ph level or there's any bacteria going in anything at all and it gets in the ureta uh we're peeing burn yeah and then mine is it doesn't mine is that it gives me a bladder infection where i have to pee all the time yes it's terrible and then i get dehydrated so if any guy is like but i don't want to use a condom i'm like but i'm literally not gonna be able to have sex because i'm gonna be we in fire exactly no it's that exactly not wanting to use a condom is the most little baby bitch thing (laughs) i've ever heard get over it and use it because otherwise we're not having sex so how is that better i don't understand and Uh, just protect me yeah little bitch oh and great if you meet a girl who's like i don't want to use one i've been tested i'm cool grand but i'm not that's her choice yeah and that's your risk too because someone is like Ah, that's fine just stick it in i feel like oh i'm wrapping it up <laughs> i know i know if someone's like, that, that doesn't sound very safe you're too cool sometimes yeah. man when you're too cool it's like yikes i'm not someone someone has to be uncool and have some rules i think and did you find though your sex drive is definitely linked with um those bad experiences or do you think if you would always have struggled a bit with sex drive I think I would have always struggled no matter what. That just made it so, so hard because I grew up so religious and prudy. And so... You grew up Catholic, right? Yes. So you know how that will automatically (laughs) ruin you. So my, my sisters and I talk about it all the time that we're just like, we're, you know, we're age range 24 to 33, I think. And we're like... And some of us are married in serious relationships or different levels of gay and bi. And we're just sit there and be like, wait a sec, is sex bad? Yeah. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Like my sister's been married. One's been married for 10 years. One's been married for three years. And they'll occasionally just be like, still feeling shame. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. even though we're doing it the non-sinning way, I it'll know. just always. Unfortunately, part of it will always be there you just have to keep practicing overcoming it i think which i'm saying i don't know if i'm doing that yet it's hard to unwire something though it's because it's wired in yes, and i think right? irish americans are more catholic than people in ireland 
I think so I think too. Because like Ireland has a lot of shame and it's kind of embedded in us to feel guilty and be like, uh, there's a bit of slut shaming and there's a bit of like, I only had sex with one guy and it's really like a hundred or whatever. Right. You just don't tell people or like, look what she's wearing. There, Of course there is all of that. But when I speak to an Irish American and how they were brought up with Catholicism, I'm like, well, that was way more strict than anyone yeah. I know. You just weren't a lot. I don't even know. I couldn't believe... In high school, when people started losing their virginities, it was terrifying to me. I was like, how can you do that to yourself? <laughs> like, I thought, I was like, don't you know the consequences? And I think even on my cross-country team, the girls were all like losing their virginities and we were all talking about it. And I was like, aren't you like scared or something? Or like, isn't there consequence? And this one girl was like, what consequence would there be? <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. She's like, we use condoms and everything. And I thought, I I guess I can't even come up with one or what I thought a consequence of this would be. Hell. I, hell, I guess, is what I was thinking of. And like being. Were they Catholic, your friends? No. Uh, it was a mixture. Okay. Yeah. When, how old were you when you lost your virginity? Super old. Yeah. Do you know this? No. I think I was 25. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. how deep. That's 10 years later than me. Yeah. I was probably too young. <laughs> well, no, but it was like, it was, which. This is so weird, but I don't know why I cho- I chose that. Like, I chose to wait. I thought I was going to wait until I was married. Mm. I really believed that. Oh, I'm so that. glad you didn't, though, because that journey oh needs to you need to figure out your body. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Could, could you imagine that would be me losing my virginity at 33? That yeah. is not. For me, maybe that's some person's journey. That's cute, but that's not not me. I That's one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't do that sooner. Yeah, because even now with everything you're learning and your research to kind of help with your sex drive and put yourself in a more sex positive mindset, mm-hmm. you would have been that would have been fa- that would have been delayed seven years yeah. or longer. I should have done that research when I was like eighteen. Oh, no, I think it's fine that you did it at twenty five, but I'm just saying if you had to wait until you were married, that'd oh be a my pain gosh. in the hole. Oh yeah, that would be so yeah. much worse. And then I well, would be dealing is fine. with you're still so young. Still young. I didn't start masturbating until twenty seven. <gasps> I didn't start masturbating. I know you have a joke about this, but so relatable. I did not know I could masturbate. I when people just don't tell you. Well, I, I mean, they, I remember guys saying, oh, girls who have long nails, they like masturbate. And I thought it was like fingering. I never really knew about touching your clitoris until like I just thought that was there for guys to go down on you. Like I was in a serious yeah. relationship and I never knew I could rub it. I didn't know I could masturbate until I was like, I don't know, in my early 20s I guess and when I first did it I was like S- I have to tell somebody yeah. like I thought I I thought I invented it and I was like <laughs> so I, I don't know who to tell about this this was crazy this was amazing I also didn't know that a guy could go down on me I knew I could go down on dudes you didn't know a guy could go down on you I would think I was like 19 wow. with my boyfriend at the time and he started going down on me and I thought he like made it up. I was like, how did you think of that? <laughs> that is crazy. I love it. He was like, I'm a genius. He was, well, he thought I was joking. So he just played it off. He's like, yeah, you know how I just anything for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is crazy. And did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was. I don't think I um, could orgasm i was just so caught up in being amazed by what was happening that that's all i remember is being like i can't understand what's happening right now this is nuts and then 
I don't even know what happened from there, but I, it was very cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> it is so funny that you could be just like, I'm trying to think, cause I think for me and my friends or the ones that were close to me, it was more of a, like a, a worry that it, like it would taste weird or smell weird to so be like, no, you don't have to do it. No, I, oh, I like as if yeah. it was such a bigger deal than giving a blowjob. Whereas a blowjob yeah. is just like so normal. And of course, why wouldn't you give a blowjob? Yeah. Why was a blowjob so normal and even expected of me? And it didn't even occur to me that someone could eat me out. That's insane. Yeah. I can't. That's unfair. And I love getting liquids. I know. It's, it's magical. So good. It is. I remember. Okay. I remember a distinct change in my mind when I was maybe too old for this thought, maybe 29, but I used to have that feeling of like, oh, I don't know, just be careful. What if I, what if I taste weird? Like, it's okay. And then I remember being out for drinks with some friends and this one guy who is just like hot guy vibes, his whole thing is that he's a hot guy and he was talking about how much he can't stand that and he will like eat the dirtiest well not the dirtiest but <laughs> you know he's just like i don't care if she just came from the gym like she better i don't know he's open like yeah up. i love he's those flavors like, <laughs> yeah he was like i don't want to deal with somebody who's not confident because that's work for me yeah he's like that's so true i was like wow that is an interesting perspective and from now on i'm just gonna make you deal with it if yeah. i want it uh within reason <laughs> but also that's sexier like i've had guy yeah. friends tell me that they're like because I've talked to them about this. I remember one guy friend being like, oh, if she's from the gym, great. It's like sweaty and sexy. And, he's, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, okay, that's interesting. Because I did date a guy here when I moved over here and he would make himself showers before we had sex. Oh, no, I it's don't so like weird. that. It's so weird. Me too. Because I'm like, well, sex is like sweaty and, you know, it's fun. It's a workout in itself. He, didn't it's... Like, he wanted us to be like completely clean before. Especially oh, if we came from work. That's Which weird. is weird because his apartment was fucking disgusting. Oh, he had like dish dishes falling out of the sink and flies and stuff. But then he'd be like, we got to have a shower before sex. I'm like, you have to shower your apartment. That is yeah. gross. That's definitely a projection of his thoughts of himself. He knows yeah. his he's dirty, so he makes you clean up. Yeah, That's weird to me. And, you know, and I think there's a lot with like pheromones too. So if um, like with my boyfriend now, like his if i'm blowing him or whatever like he tastes nice and their sperm right. tastes fine and he says the same too like he likes the taste of me but i think your pheromones have to match up like there's literal chemical because like when i look at my boyfriend i know he's good looking but he's not what i usually like at all or my type yeah but chemically it's even though he is good looking it's not what i'm used to. i you know i like like yeah. the, the toxic man i'm like this i'm like leland didn't throw a dish at me does he really love me <laughs> exactly leland is like a classically handsome person where i feel like your past dudes have been sort of a like a i don't even know how to say it like a rugged, rugged sort of like they could they like, could punch my landlord for talking to me like that yes exactly exactly um no, I think this is really helpful for the listeners. And it's good, good insight for the lads. I hope the lads aren't like, oh, no, I don't want to listen to this because blah, blah, blah. But I think it is a good insight just to get. It's just good uh, to know. Yeah. I, I want to see if I can find the name of the book that I got all my. Oh, it's called Come As You Are, The Surprising New Science That Will Transform, blah, 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 
by Emily Nagoski. Oh, this is great. And Come As You Are is like one of my favorite songs. Yes. It was stuck in my head like the whole time I was reading this. But it's a really helpful book. And for partners to read too. Like I keep telling Lucas to read the book because it'll talk about if, you know, if her pussy's not wet, calm down. It's okay. Like it's okay. Yeah, chill. And don't be so dry if her pussy's not wet. (laughs) Yes, right. And just talking about different types of sexual responses or some people need to be prompted or just like reminded that they're a sexual being and other people just like walk into a room and they're like, I'm horny. That's the way I was. But I also so every guy I dated, I'd be like, I'm horny and I just want to have sex and sex is great. But I really would hate talking to them sometimes. And I'd be like, oh, this guy's just talking about himself the whole time or this is not interesting. Yes. And now I have someone where I'm like, so have like, I enjoy being around him and I feel like he's like a, a partner. Yeah. And I've been struggling a little bit with sex lately, but I one thing that he is amazing at doing. He, cause I was, I was struggling lately with orgasm and he was like, don't worry about it. Just let me do my thing. And if not, and so recently we were, we were having roof sex. I talked about this on the Patreon, but, Yay. and I mean, just like oral stuff, but he went down on me and I was kind of like just like uh and he was like I'm just gonna try something and if you, you don't like it we'll try something else and I was like okay I don't like that and when he tried something else and I was like okay I like that and he just was patient and then I yes. ended up like squirting which is the first time I've squirted in Magic. like a long time so it's like his patience and his like don't worry about it and it not being a bit and he's like just relax and if we get there we do if not and it just like let me yeah. relax I think patience is an amazing super important attitude and if you're if you're having trouble coming there has to you have to give yourself permission to not come because that will help you yeah you have to because so many times it's like you're pressuring yourself to come and then you can't you get too worked up and you can't do it but even this book and all my little research it's like just you and your partner decide that it's not about achieving an orgasm it's just you're going to experiment together spend time together Go through motions together. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Just have grace with each other to get there. And this advice works for the men listeners too because it's the same with you and your hard-ons. Like when yeah. you don't put too much pressure on yourself, when you're not, when you're not, um, you know, I, I'm, we were having sex and he was like, like oh, you, oh, I don't know what happened, but he was just like able to be like, oh, I just overexerted myself. It wasn't like... And he yeah. was like, I just need a second to recalibrate with his penis. And it's like, be in touch with your penis. Like, don't, you, sometimes you overexert yourself. Sometimes you get too hot. You get too sweaty. Sometimes you're yeah. like, oh, I need to get hard right now. Or you're like, oh, I need to come right now. Like, we all, m- men, that's how we feel with orgasms. And women, that's how them they feel. We all just need, need to be nicer to ourselves. We need to be nicer to ourselves. Yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say real quick. I part, I read this study that was like, they were trying to do study on women's orgasms. So they had women come into this just like almost hospital feeling room and they were like, jerk off, you know, <laughs> we just want to study this. And it was cold in there because that's that kind of place. And these women, after they got cozy socks and blankets, came so much more easily because they were comfy and cozy. So it's just goes to show you can't come if you're uncomfortable that's so true that is true because one time i think my feeny was on the podcast and it was i think it was him he said 
a good tip for keeping your hair down is air conditioning because when guys get sweaty it kind of their the temperature of their whole body is just like swamp and they can lose their hair down so he was like men need a colder room yeah that's so interesting it's just a simple (laughs) simple thing um okay so i looked up uh both males and females can boost their libido using the following methods methods manage anxiety which yeah okay. improve relationship quality okay, okay. focus on foreplay mm, yeah. yeah i could do that uh get good quality sleep mm, yeah, hard to do. do yeah that's hard eat a nutritious diet okay for real though <laughs> try herbal medicine and get regular exercise and maintain a health healthful weight which is like basically they're just telling you to have a healthy lifestyle it's just a healthy lifestyle which is just like you need for everything i wonder yeah. if there's anything like can how can i increase my sex drive tonight whoa okay boost your libido with 10 natural tips eat astro no wait how do you say aphrodisiac aphrodisiacs (laughs) eat aphrodisiac fruit grab some chocolate try herbs take the supplement yomibin yomibin y-o-h-i-m-b-i-n-e Yo, yoga mine i don't know i don't know boost your self-confidence great thanks number cool. five all right uh you just like looking in the window be like i'm fucking hot i'm hot i'm horny <laughs> reduce your stress well this is for tonight how do you do that yeah that's not gonna work and then get sleep okay this isn't really um what increases high so it, it, this one says exercising really helps with high sex drive oh oh my god what? i'm not reading that next part because okay well I'll, okay some reasons that a person may have a higher sex drive include exercising one suggest one study su- suggests that people who engage in physical activity tend to have higher sex drives drug taking which i do not recommend drug taking but it says stimulant drugs such as cocaine can cause an increase in libido oh yeah but that's just have cold brew then that's because it's just stimulating as i said cold brew though and you spend 40 dollars on moonshine i was like i spend 40 dollars on cold brew a month as well or more but at least you get to enjoy it for more than just horniness yeah so just have a cup of coffee um honestly don't do coke lads because i think coke can probably you probably can't come anyway you're probably like a great libido because you can't yeah you can just fuck forever but then never it doesn't it doesn't feel good for anybody yeah you have a high sex drive but you get paranoid you're like fucking you're like what are you looking at yeah bad (laughs) no and uh, but changes in tr- neurotransmitters dopamine i'd say though you get a high sex drive when you're on cocaine but then i'd say it uh, makes it lower when you're off it because i feel like those drugs yeah. do that they like take away your reserves of they your do. natural highs they literally do i used to date quite the little addict and he when he got clean off of coke and ecstasy it was just really hard to he he just really struggled oh. with the whole dang thing. So tough. I know. It's okay, hard. so no to drugs. No, no drug. Just in general. No cat and mean Irish heads. No drugs. Oh yeah, none of that. Irish people love cat. Um, and then the other thing we were gonna see. What time have we got? Okay, let's maybe briefly touch the topic. But you have a great story that I heard about how you avoided a suicide. Yes, I didn't die. That's the yes. end. I'll start with the end. <laughs> okay. I'm alive. Okay. Do you want me to just tell the basics of the story or? Yeah, because I think now with, okay, because uh, you, you said that a lot of your sex drive as well is probably affected with the pandemic. So I think people in general are going to be struggling a little bit with that, like feeling confident, sexy. But yeah. I also think a lot of people are probably having more suicidal thoughts just because it's hard to get back into the new world. It is so, so hard. I just want to acknowledge that. It's really hard to get back into the world and mm-hmm. to mourn the loss of a year yeah. of your life. It's freaking hard. Uh, so 
I I guess I'll just talk about depression in general. I'm in and out of it. But when it's one time when it was really, really, really bad, I was working on killing myself by starvation, but it was taken too long. Uh, and I was so, so deeply depressed and so suicidal that I called the suicide hotline in the middle of the night without really thinking about what it was. I just said, hey, this is my boss's email. Can you just email them for me and let them know I'm not going to be there tomorrow because I I just can't do it. And he was like, and he thought I meant like I can't do life. Uh, but I was like, I just can't like send this email. It's too much for me. So you can just do it for me. So like in my depression fog, I thought that the suicide hotline was someone who helps you like wrap it up. <laughs> you were not thinking this is a prevention suicide. You're like, oh, this is like they, they help your, at your, what's it like tidy up your affairs before you yes, go? I like, I know, I knew logically that they were the people to stop you, but I don't know why. I guess that's just part of what depression is. When you're really, really depressed, you can't think. And that's, I mean, I think that's what leads to suicide sometimes is that you just, it's not a selfish thing. It's just like, oh, this is a thing I got to do. And so I guess that's why that hotline is important. But I called and the guy just sort of played along with me, which was nice for saving time. And he... He asked like what my plans were and my plans were not that good. That's how depressed I was. My suicide was poorly planned. And I said, well, I was going to um, starve myself. I've lost like 10 pounds in the last seven days. And I said, it's just taking too long. So I'm just going to do like drinking pills like Marilyn Monroe or whatever. And he was like, okay, well, you know, What's your last meal going to be since starvation didn't work out? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't like, like, I don't have food in the apartment. I didn't really think about it. And he convinced me to order Chinese food. First of all, he convinced me to download the Seamless app. I had never had it before. I was like. He works for Seamless on the side. I know he he probably did. I was like, I guess I could hang up and call the place and he was like no just use seamless you idiot and I was like I don't have that it makes me feel fat to have seamless on my phone Uh, and he was like okay well I guess no one will know so just download it and as I was downloading it he was like and then type in your address say it out loud and so he was able to get out of me my address so smart so freaking smart this guy deserves like a medal he does and I and I ordered the Chinese food and You know, he's talking to me and just like, you know, talking last day of being alive kind of thing and asking me about my boss. And he did email my boss, but that is a separate (laughs) thing. Uh, He's like, she's going to need the day off tomorrow. He was he definitely asked for emergency contacts and things like that. Um, But that's that's not the fun part of the story. Uh, A few it took a so in a, a little bit went by and we were just chatting and just chatting like we're buds and I had nothing going on and then the doorbell rang and I went to go get my Chinese food but it was cops (laughs) I was like I was like what are you delivering my Chinese food and they were like what we thought someone was hurt here and I was like oh not yet (laughs) 
so they came in, scoped me out. They thought I, they seemed to think I was fine. They took away my little suicide tools. They woke up my roommate who I met on Craigslist and they were like, can you just watch her? And she was like, what? (laughs) What the fuck? No, why would I do that? And weirdly, this is the weird part is that they left. I don't know if that was a good choice on that they took a ton of information and they followed up the next day and my boss was so freaked out the next day and I was like oh I I think I just need to quit this job (laughs) so uh I wound up alive and I wound up not being a teacher anymore so did you get the Chinese food in the end I got the Chinese food, yes, and I ate it. And then you felt much better? And I felt so much better. Sometimes you just need to eat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, for real, so so often if you're feeling suicidal and sad and ugly and you just want to die, I'm not kidding. Eat. For real, eat and drink water. Order your favorite meal. Order your favorite meal as if it's going to be your last and eat it. And you might get a new lease on life. Yeah. I am not kidding. And that was a long time ago. And here you are. Yeah. That was five years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I've had that myself where I've had like suicidal thoughts and stuff. And like things got better, thank God. And then they got bad again. But then they got great again. Yes. it, It does unfortunately tend to be cyclical. But I think you can learn from your victories large and small and just think back like okay well I've felt like this before and then I felt better so I hope and I can go ahead and believe that it will keep going and getting better and then also talking to people say it out loud yeah say your suicidal thoughts out loud it's important it really is your friends want to hear them and I don't mean that in a morbid way I mean it for real because they might be able to help you or relate to you or yeah because you might have gotten to a point where you've probably maybe isolated yourself and your friends are just busy they're just doing their thing they don't realize they're caught up in their own stuff yeah and you they don't they just forgot about you and you're alone so just reaching out to one of them yeah more than likely they'll come over or they'll be on the phone yeah they'll tell you to eat they'll tell you to (laughs) eat you've made me eat i think (laughs) did i i think one time in bushwick i was just having a paranoia and i was I just made you come over because I thought, I think I thought I was going to die just of natural causes and you slept over. Oh my God. And I, I don't know what the context was. I was just so mentally ill that I was like physically ill and I just wanted someone to be, I just like wanted supervision. I think I didn't trust myself, but it's so, it's so important to say your suicidal thoughts out loud. So your friend can either come over or talk to you or, um, text you until you fall asleep so you can wake up and start over and i think for this is interesting because a lot of the time we're afraid to do that because we don't want to put someone out or we don't want to be embarrassed in the future but like i don't even remember like i'm sure it was just like normal for me to go over and i was probably like oh i'm happy to spend the night with you but it hasn't been something that has stuck with me when i'm like thinking about you i don't think about that night or until you brought it up there i wouldn't have i think about all the other fun nights you've had or yeah you just you lived down the street at the time and i was like can you just come over for no reason it's not something i ever friends don't judge but i think we put a lot when we're in like a self-loathing thing you're like they'll think i'm annoying or they'll think blah blah blah, and you you put yourself in a toxic cycle exactly but your friend will just love you yeah and if they haven't reached out lately they probably are just giving you space or they're being shy too and wishing you would text them 
always text your friends and then there might be a shitty friend who's all about themselves and they're self-absorbed and if if you reach out and you're like blah 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 and they never have time it might be also that might be causing a bit of toxic feeling for yourself so it might be time to walk away from that friendship it might be time to have a friendship breakup and that's okay too you can have a friend yes yes break up with everybody except for the good friends yeah no for real keep your good friends yes okay i think that's good where can people find you oh my gosh you can find me my instagram is at do we love it and i'm locked out of twitter and i'm not going to try to get (laughs) back in i think that's that's not too fun for me and I'm starting a podcast that will come out at the end of September, the end of September called Movies Where, and that will be an Instagram handle that you can follow as well. Yes. And Katie will be on this podcast. So I did it. It was so much fun. I, yeah. can't, I can't remember what we talked. Oh, we talked about cigarettes. Yeah, we talked so much about cigarettes. You did the episode Movies Where guys are holding their cigarettes in a way that seems like they're screaming for attention. <laughs> yes. So that's perfect. Follow Dewey everywhere. And you can watch the video for this on the patreon forward slash the patreon and you'll be able to watch next week's episode up there early be waiting at the cuomo um so i'm gonna ask her some advice on fingering men's arses Ooh, exciting <laughs> um, and i'm gonna ask her as well which is not about sex or dating relationships but she very quickly grew her social media following and um she's a great business head with stuff like that so i thought it'd be fun to pick her brain a little bit on that that's really fun and she's just a sweetheart too as yeah well. she's killing it so if you have any questions for her or anything please dm me uh patreon is patreon forward slash the shift podcast katie boyle comic if you want to dm and if you want to rate review that'd be great okay love you bye, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.